Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We brought you more live racing from Glorious Goodwood and uh, chatted to Rupert and Lizzie. They're good form as ever. They certainly were. Um, we had a chat with uh, Jeff Norcott, didn't yes. we? Comedian and AFC Wimbledon fan. Two blue shirts. Indeed. A uh, bit odd. And Rick Riley joined us, uh, one of our, my favourite sports writers yeah. uh, and authors. Uh, we talked about uh, Donald Trump uh, hosting the Live Tournament at his yes. Bedminster club. And quite some of the defections are quite worrying. And not, serious, just, not just on the golf course, as you'll discover. Uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. I've got a very sore... Hand, sort of left hand. Don't go into that now. <laughs> okay, yeah, what happened? But it's a nice thing, you know. It's a nice, it's a nice injury to have because yeah. it reminds me of the catch I took on the long boundary last night. Paul. Oh, where were like, you? Long I on, played, long off. Uh, long on. <clears throat> nice. Played some village cricket last night and took a cap. Never dropped a catch, Paul. Do you know that? Really? Never dropped you've a catch. Never, you've never in dropped a, in a catch cricket, ever? In a cricket match, never dropped a catch. Wow, okay. That's impressive. Pretty good, yeah. And as, it, as this one was coming <clears> to me last <throat> night, I was like, this is the day I dropped one. And then, doof, it stuck. Wow. Grip. Like a big grip on it. Really? Like that. A bit sore today, Paul, but very nice. 29 not out. Carried my bat, Paul, which is very oh, nice. That's good, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? Had to retire to let someone else have a go on 25. Mm-hmm. Hit a six with my cool. last shot. Successfully, and we won the game. A successful. You were playing for your village, right? It was indeed. What was the quality of the opposition like? High, high, very high, (laughs) very high quality. Paul, really good. Mm, They They had a guy who. Let's just say, if you like rural people, yeah. if you were to draw a rural person, yeah. Paul, you're mm. a city boy. Yeah, you know, if you were like to draw your stereotypical, mm. after you'd drawn me. Yeah, and done, After an, I've done an, that, an impression and of, it out. of my voice. Oh, there it was on. Well, come on, then just goes up the village. Yeah, it goes in the pub house and cider. That sort yeah. of thing. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Anyway, this guy he had proper big, <clears throat> big muttons. Was he sort of Emmerdale Central casting from the seventies? Yeah, absolutely. If it'd be played by Ronnie Bark, <clears throat> you know, in a oh, sketch. Oh yeah, you know. in a sketch. Big yeah. mutton chops. He had. Yeah, very nice. Odd socks. Mm. Was wearing shorts, didn't have the full kit, yeah. but like was really into it. You know, mm. I mean, he had like his bat looked like it weighed about eight, nine pounds. Really? You know, like like it was made of an old butcher's block. Yeah, <laughs> it, it like anyway, his name. Yeah, they called him it all night. Was Shearer? Shearer. And I, and I thought this is the name does not fit the, the person. person in yeah. any way. It doesn't fit him in any way. And I thought we could do, when did the name not fit the person? When did the name... I mean, maybe it was a sheep-related thing. That's uh, why they called him. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I didn't find out what role. he did. Should have found out mm. what he did. Mm. You know, but... Uh, did he celebrate with one arm in the no, air? When he, <laughs> no, no, no. He no. took a wicket? He, 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 the first three balls he bowled yeah. didn't hit the wicket. Okay. But I wasn't in then, Paul. Well, did, I, I was long didn't out. Didn't hit so. the strip. I mean, just didn't, didn't hit the strip. They were wide. They were wide, you know. But then he did take a wicket. Because as I always say, trash bowling in village cricket gets more wickets than good bowling. That's very true. So, yeah, so this bloke, Shearer was his nickname. It didn't quite fit. So I wanted to do, the name doesn't fit. Yeah. I was triggered earlier on. I know, yeah, you were saying on the WhatsApp. <clears throat> Let me tell you about this. Um, they Somebody put up an old clip of uh, the big match. Some of it could have been from On the Ball, and it was done by the late, great Brian Moore of yeah. ITV fame. And we've talked about this before when they showed some old big matches on, on TV. Uh, that 
that Brian, when he got, they got, let's have a look at some of your letters. He'd oh, say. Yeah, and he would read out the full address and the postcode <laughs> of the people who'd send them in. You know, ten-year-old uh, Timmy Smith of Number Fifteen, Acacia Road. He, and they kind of do that sort of thing. Oh, lovely! They give out the Why whole do do thing. Why don't they just did? You know, there was this idea that someone wasn't going to turn up there. Was oh hello, <laughs> oh your name on the te-? but you just because now you yeah. get some burke who knock on your him. front door. Exactly. But the reason it triggered me is was that they used to do a competition in on the board. And the prize, they used to give away five fivers every week. Ooh, nice. And a fiver in those days. Yeah. I'm talking... White one, was it, Paul? I was about 12. <laughs> I was about 12. So it's all about 1972 okay, or something. Yeah. No, a bit, bit like that. That's 74, 73, 74. A 50 so, now. Yeah. A 50? Well, I don't know. I mean, it certainly felt it like... It felt like a 50. What, in my world, what you could get with a fiver was like a Ooh, Paul's yeah. win. It was Ooh, huge. Lovely. I'm like, I'll be like Viv Nicholson. If, <laughs> but the reason I bring it up... I'm going to spend, spend, spend. I had, a, I had a mate, and we were sitting there watching on... And he wasn't really a football fan. Okay. He wasn't a football fan. He didn't know much about football. Mm. But um, I watched the... I used to set the question the following week they give out the fivers okay. to the winners. And I was sitting around his house watching it. And it came up, and I think it, I remember. I can't remember the player, but it was a forest-related question, okay. which I got. I knew the answer. You know, I knew, sure. it knew what it this was. This player who scored this goal for Nottingham Forest last week, and I watched it. Whoever that was, got it right. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to write in. So yeah, right, yeah. wrote out a postcard, and yeah. he did as well. Oh no! Oh yeah, I can see where this <clears> is he going. He didn't have a clue. You can guess what happened. He, he knocks he on my door like, on the Friday. I've won, I've won five pounds. And me, in my youthful stupidity, said, oh, that means I've won five pounds. There was no, no. five pounds for me. No five pounds oh. for Paul, the bloke who knew the yeah. answer. Yeah. And there's this mug. and got a clue what's going on. He's a fiver richer. Do you think this is so influenced the rest of your career, Paul? No, I was just thinking to myself, he'll share it with me. Oh, yeah. He'll give me 250 because without me... Or at least a quid. Not a not a penny. Nothing. Not a penny. It changed hand. But at not least even, you've let it go, Paul. And I was thinking, <laughs> and I, even now I'm thinking, what kind of parents are they? Yeah, well, terrible. Surely they should have turned around and said, well, look, it, without Paul, you never would have got that money, so I think you yeah. should give him something. No, oh, no, they probably went up the Bernie Inn, had a glass of orange juice or a glass of tomato juice as a starter. Really, oh, yeah, like really pushed it high out. on the hog. Nick a, nick a bottle of glory for pudding. Probably did. Probably had a big old steak dinner <laughs> after their glass of orange juice on a saucer. I've never, seen, never, you, never seen you so angry, Paul. I've been punching the desk. I feel like Andy today after Chelsea have played. But anyway, are you wow, still yeah. bitter about something really petty like yeah, that? Well, you can lovely, be as bitter Paul. as I am and that petty. Let us know this afternoon. Talk about honesty. Yeah. Would you have done that, Charlie? Would what? you? Your kids, would you have said, give him something? You've you got know, to give him something. Well, did you know, something. I'd say, did you know the answer? You oh, know, yeah. yeah. You know, if he didn't know the answer, then it's, it's it was your money, know, Paul. Paul, that football. was your money, Paul. He was a non-football friend. Wow. I didn't have many of them, but he was one of them. Yeah. No wonder. Anyway, if you're still bitter about something <laughs> pointless like that, uh, I mean, just give him, give me something, that's all I'm yeah. saying. Even now, if you're listening, David. <laughs> Who was Can't it? remember his surname. Can't remember him. But if you're listening, now, come on. Oh, no, no, I'll take a quid. Let's just put this to bed <laughs> once and for all. Years of therapy I've had. Can we raise, do you want us to crowdfund the five of you? No, I, I, I don't want your money, I want his money. <laughs> Talksport.com. Wow, proper anger. Oh, yeah. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J if you want to tell us what petty things you're bitter about. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I'm still quite bitter about not winning a, a competition on On The Ball. Yeah, quite bitter. Robbed of a fiver, which was, I said, Paul's win then. <laughs> I'm still so bitter, uh, says Jamie in Melbourne, about losing a pub quiz due to the Quizmaster's ineptitude in writing quizzes at the uh, Aberdale pub in Leicester in okay. 2003. Mm. Would have won by a point, but what was the name of the British Mars lander that touched down on the red planet's surface this week? Okay. The answer was clearly the Beagle too, but on his answer sheet, it just said Beagle. We got half, and uh, the River team received the full point for their answer, Beagle. We therefore finished level in... Blimey, the level of detail in this. That's how bitter he is. We finished level in the end, and we lost on the tiebreak. I never went back to that pub and never did the quiz. So bitter. We'll say he is right. Jamie, so Beagle bitter. 2 is the he answer. He actually moved to Melbourne, so he never had to go to the pub again. Beagle 2 
is the answer. And uh, mm. I, I was doing that. The, the name doesn't fit after I played cricket with a slightly rural man last night named Shearer, which didn't really fit at all. Um, I once travelled on a boat from Chennai to the Adaman Islands with a bloke called Roger Moore. Mm. Thing is, he looked the spitting image of, spitting image of Ben Elton, something he denied. <laughs> Did not look like Roger Moore at all. There we are. Um, uh, Al- Alky Dale, he saved someone's life. He said, uh, I'm still bitter about the fact that I was on holiday and I did do the Heimlich manoeuvre on a lad, big lad, he says, <laughs> oh, yeah. choking on a pizza. Oh. He said, there was a family of ten of them. They just sat there and watched. They didn't even buy me a drink. <laughs> Maybe they didn't like him, says Ed. <laughs> Maybe they said, leave him. Leave him. There's he'll no, be all right. There's no point. He's going blue, but he'll be fine. There we are. Oh, just yeah. on your £5 win in 1974, yeah. well, you're non-existent. No, it's come back to me. It was uh, Ian Bowyer. Ian Bowyer had scored this guy. Who scored the guy? It was Ian Bowyer. It's, just, it's all coming back it's to me now. To you now. So it would have been about 73, 74, yeah. You and Celine Dion. Based on the pint of beer formula back then, you could get roughly 20 pints for a, for a five, Bob, no, 23 pence. Yeah. So times 20 pints by today's price of around £5 a pint, your mate owes you 100 quid. See what I mean? 100 quid prize. That's what that we're was, talking Paul. about. Yeah, Unbelievable. I mean, I'm Steve. only working on the Thank basis you, Steve that in Mansfield. my mum uh, and dad left out uh, two bob. It probably wasn't actually probably was ten p for the bin men at Whoa. Christmas. Yeah, and I came home from school, and they obviously hadn't spotted it because the the bins had gone, but it was still you there. Had it. I just thought someone had dropped it. Uh, in our front garden by accident, and I thought, well, finders keepers, which well, is the well, law. May, in those maybe days. the maybe the fiver is the, so, the karma from that point. I went up the shops. I live like a king. <laughs> I think I went with a friend. We had fruit salad sweets. Oh. We had a sherbet dab. I think we bought a, a comic each. Oh. It was a set. I mean, that Still was ten change. Then what I could have done with a fiver? You bought a two bed seven. Anyway, it's important to let these things go, isn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's head to, to Goodwood now. Uh, Rupert Ben and Lizzie Kelly once again. Our commentary team for the afternoon. Good. Oh. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. I see champagne has been taken. I've just uh, seen some of the pictures you've been tweeting out. You what have a, a new, life. you have a new friend, don't you? New corporate chum today. Uh, yes, Mr. Gusborne. Oh. Uh, English sparkling rosé. Oh. So uh, yes, he's he's looking after us today. He, he seems to be a very popular friend at the moment. Sure but, he is. Uh, and uh, can I just say, talking of music, mm. um, I thought I was. I'm obviously a little older than my producer and and Lizzie. Yeah. So I'm putting on my music choice when driving in. Yeah. Next minute. It. I've got Lizzie singing your you it, the real sing song you to me or everything that came out in the seventies. <laughs> You'll yeah. be so, my my, uh, my youngest lad. He, he, they're into a lot of sort of eighties uh, and nineties stuff. You know, they just I don't know by osmosis probably family weddings oh, yeah. or stuff like what, that. Six seventies disco. Oh, yeah. Lizzie, it's, I like, it's not very cool, it's a, is it? It's a great song, isn't it? It's a great yeah, I song. I liked it. It's, yeah. it's a good song. Like, there's not you can't. The music is sort of one of these things. Like, you don't have to just listen to what's like in the yeah. charts. Yes. You can listen to anything you like. And um, what I've also discovered about Lizzie, she likes to air guitar. Oh, mm. very nice. Well, yeah, this was a family thing. Right. Everyone okay. in the car on long journeys would pick their own instrument and then right. you'd go along with whatever song came up. And your um, musical instrument of choice was? Well, it always depended on the song, really. I mean, right. you know, sometimes it might be piano or Lovely. guitar or Who got drums? air bass? Anybody yeah. get air bass? Oboe. Well, bass, get bass the oboe? is boring. Saxophone's not boring. Saxophone's quite fun. Yeah, as long as there's saxophone on the songs, it's a long <laughs> journey. <laughs> I mean, unless you've got Baker Street or Wait, whatever. Waiting to come in. Bit of UB4 hours <laughs> while you're driving to Cornwall. Yeah, some madness. I mean, the thing is, that's right. If you're playing like, um, yeah, One step know, to of Pantang's album, you're not going to get a lot of saxophone on that sax player's just sitting at the... He's probably thinking, oh, you know, I'm on five grand an hour, it's just a session for you. Air bassoon, no, air bassoon players, they doesn't don't get anything. That's right. Doesn't, but doesn't, at yeah. that stage, you'd probably be allowed a transfer, to yeah. be fair. Oh, right, I'd okay. love to hear you singing the, the songs yes, of the real thing, Rupert. I, I, I imagine you do them a little bit like... Um, Rex Harrison. <laughs> I would take the stars out of the sky for you. That's how we do. Stop the rain from falling if you ask me to. What do you think, Rupert? Rupert in the style of Rex Harrison. Okay, Beautiful, I can see. You. Ooh, 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 ooh. Can you feel the force? You could do all, a real thing album. That'd be okay, well, yeah. you to me are everything. Oh, Is that right? Oh. No, it's a bit, that sounded a bit creepy. Okay. Go back and watch some Rex Harrison. Like Siri. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, you both beautifully turned out today. 
Lizzie in a lovely uh, dress. Rupert, yeah. um, in, the, in that kind of Goodwood style, you, 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 something came I to th- mind. I thought, I thought you looked like you could present um, Bargain Hunt today. <laughs> that's, the sort, that's the sort of look I think you've gone for. Uh, well, with the Panama, sort of going around and saying, Panama. oh, that's, <laughs> let's go and pick up this bit of tat and see what we can get for yeah, it. Exactly. Is that really yeah, the yeah. idea? That's what I thought. You'd be, be good at that, Rupert. You'd be good on that. Well, some people have likened me to a cockers. Cock- uh, no, sorry. Oh, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit oh, hard. Don't be hard on yourself, Rupert. <laughs> Were the mics uh, on earlier on? <laughs> a, a cockle. Sh- anyway, anyway oh, I knew whatever. what I was going to say. I've done it again, haven't I? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> just seeing all the listeners saying, yes, you're absolutely right, Rupert. Yeah, yeah. Unless John's gone and pressed the dump button. I don't no, know. No, you're okay. No, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with that. I just <laughs> think, goodness, you finished the word. That was important. <laughs> there we are. Anyway, have a lovely afternoon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, you were mentioning the Bernie in for with your fiver, how your, how your mates... What I could went, have done with a fiver, yeah, with the fiver. Wasn't allowed to win that competition. He Our did. friend uh, Kilo Whiskey has sent yeah. the 70s Bernie in uh, menu here, wow. Paul. This is what you could have so had. So what was a glass of orange juice uh, and or uh, tomato juice uh, and a wine glass uh, on so a saucer? To start, you could have had a soup for 45p. Nice, yeah. Pate for 88p. Prong cocktail, 93p. Wow, about that, was, that. Yeah, would have pushed have the, the boat pro- out. Have the prong cocktail. If I had a fiver. Have it. Prime steak, prime sirloin steak, £4.17. Yeah. Gammon steak. Fried egg or a pineapple was two pound sixty three. I would have had both. You'd have had, <laughs> would you? Half would a chi- me pineapple in half the egg. a chicken, two pound ninety three. He's a lovely bloke. <laughs> His boy Steve works for the Huddersfield Examiner these days. It's amazing. <laughs> Dover salt, five pound twenty one. Mm. The Bernie salad was forty three. You'd have had that. Wouldn't even, no, even I wouldn't it. even thought about it. <laughs> wouldn't have even touched it. I would have sat there on my own, twelve year old me with me napkin tucked into me shirt, my snake belt on, <laughs> me two, t- yeah, me uh, loafers and me Ruperts. And then cheesecake, 46p. Gatto, 40. You'd have had a Black Forest Gatto. I would have you? had the Gatto. Yeah. Maybe I haven't had it all. Dutch and I would have had change. Cream, 46p, I any would, pudding. I would have had enough for a small family saloon. That's, that's how it there worked. What those. a shame, Paul. Some of you have been telling Missed us what, out, a, you? what a fiver was worth in the 70s. It's actually making me more bitter than I was before. <laughs> what are you still bitter at? It's a lot of pub quiz people who've yeah. been... I mean, they really lived with uh, people, these pub quizzes they felt they were cheated out of. Uh, if you felt... If you're still bitter about something petty a lot of years on... Uh, sharing with the class today. It's like therapy, really. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon. It is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talksport when the name didn't match the face. Oh, yes. Charlie encountered that last night with a rather ruddy, rural looking gentleman he played cricket against. Very nice chap, Paul. Uh, Emmerdale Central Casting, mid 70s. Somebody would wander into the wall pack as an extra, you know, the kind of thing. <laughs> Burst capillaries in the cheeks. <laughs> Big sideys. Yeah, yeah. Well, hair everywhere. On, covered, in, covered in cement dust and worse. <laughs> Big pair of muddy wellies. Yeah. And uh, it's the Shearer he was known yeah, as. Yeah, so you, you yeah. just saw Al with his hand in the air, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, really? that's all I so, thought. Yeah. That's all I could say. Unless he was a sheep shearer, Paul. If he was, oh, yeah, then, you know. That would have made sense, wouldn't it? And I'm still bitter about the fact that uh, I entered the uh, On The Ball TV show competition in, I think, about 1973 yes. and gave the answer to a mate of mine whose house I was at. He won the fiver, which, I say, again, was a big, a lot of money then. Wow. And I didn't. And he didn't give me a penny. I mean, look, he was under no, you know, he didn't have to, no obligation, but not a penny of it. I'm still a bit bitter. And it came back to me today when I saw a load of uh, letters to uh, On The Ball and the big match. Yeah. Little clip on the, on social media. We've had a lot on that poll. A lot, lot of, of very bitter people bitter. out there. A lot of quiz people very bitter. Um, Roger says um, I'm still bitter. I took part in a high quality prize wise table quiz. Uh, we were in the running all the way through on the last round. I was overruled twice. My answers were right. Three way tie for first place. We came fourth by one point. Oh. This is twenty years ago. It still rankles. <laughs> We've got to get over it, Roger. We need to let stuff go. We should have a a group get together and see if we can just leave these things behind. Maybe have a quiz. Maybe have a quiz. We'll have a quiz. We'll have a quiz and we'll ignore your answers, Roger. (laughs) Anyway, keep them coming. Uh, What are you still, pointless things you're still bitter about and can't get over and and you feel a bit stupid about it? Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSHNJ. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, we're going to have a chat with uh, Jeff Northcott. Fantastic. We've said, uh, comedian and AFC Wimbledon fan who yeah. made, uh, went, well, went viral yesterday because of the release of their new shirts. Yeah, I think they've done it on purpose. I think Jeff will agree with me on this. Yeah. Hello, Jeff. Hello, yes. Well, look, I mean, we're talking about it, so that, that's a good sign. That's the yeah. point, isn't it? But those, 
That those are two pretty looking shirts. I got I got mm. to say, I looked at the the darker one. It's genius what they've done here. It's <laughs> yeah. a slightly darker shade of blue. Yeah. Uh, and I I said to my wife, I'd wear that at christening, and she said you wouldn't. I said, oh, well, I wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> I, seemed, I wouldn't be allowed, but, I, but I'd certainly try to. It seemed like it's. I mean, it, it seems I've not looked into why they've, they've brought. If people aren't wearing them yesterday, AFC Wimbledon brought out two shirts. The away shirt is a slightly darker blue. They've got a third shirt which is red, so they have an option. Yeah. But it looks to me like the second shirt is the the blue of the old Don shirt back in the day. It seems that bit, that slightly darker blue. Is that right or not? Well, we've gone through several iterations mm. of blue. So, like, if you think back to the cup final, we were quite a bright sort of uh, royal blue. And mm. then when we went to Sellers, it was a slightly darker blue. Some some thought it was black. So this is what I guess like fashion now. Fashion used to come and go in long trends, but now they're constantly dipping into the back catalogue. And I think for a lot of Wimbledon fans, the Hummel era oh, w- yeah. was a good mm. era. You yeah. know, we still had Fash, we still had Vinnie Jones. And I know, I mean, look, obviously I'm on the radio. I've got something to hype here, which is the fact I'm at Edinburgh. But there yes. is a tie-in here. There is a tie-in. Is what they've sort of done is gone, look, this is so good, we'll just do another version of it. And people have said to me, well, you're at Edinburgh. Is it a new show? I'm like, no, it's the one I had on tour, just slightly different. So yeah. I think that I've sort of gone for the Wimbledon approach here. Is look, I, I don't need to mess with this. I just need to do a slight few adjustments and let's go again. It would be an open goal for me to say that all your jokes are route one, Jeff. So, you know. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Getting a big man up there in the yeah. middle. I mean, this is the funny thing about being a Wimbledon fan is people often talk about what constitutes attractive football. But, you know, when we're sitting there watching our side pass it around the midfield, you should hear the grumbling from the older fans. <laughs> just going, this isn't how you play the sport. We want to see a six foot two bloke up front. I mean, that was what was so gutting yeah. about selling. Ollie Palmer. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ollie Palmer. Ollie, yeah. When, when the fash, you mentioned fash there. Keith Cooper, the, the, the former Premier League referee and father of Steve, doing a brilliant job at uh, Forest. Keith always used to tell us that they, when he did Wimbledon games, fash was very smooth. They'd come up and shake hands. Mm. He'd say, well, hello, Keith, how are you? Oh, yeah. How's the family? <laughs> How's everybody doing? And then he'd go out in his typical, thinking like you try and get Keith, get the referee on side. And he'd go out in his yeah. fairly muscular style, leading with the elbow. Of course not. That wasn't, well, wasn't Fashy's way. I mean, that that has got to be one of the most unsettling things is John Fashion going, how are you? How's the family? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I'd not thought of it. Well, I think he was trying to be charming. Out, <laughs> you still at 12 Acacia Avenue? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Wasn't that where Banana mean. Man Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's uh, the, first, the first address that came to my, yeah. my mind. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do when you play? I'm just looking at the league table here. Barrow, they mm. play in blue, I think. Uh, Colchester play in blue. Uh, who yeah. else? Gillingham, they pay in blue, don't they? Uh, Hartlepool are blue. Yeah. Uh, well, you wear the, the red kit, don't you? Stockport are blue. I think, I think like, let's be honest, I think Andy's cracked it. We, sorry, Paul's cracked it. Mm-hmm. We will probably be, we'll probably wear the red kit a, a fair bit. But, you know, as you're, as you're saying there, there, Charlie, about the fixtures, when we went, we went down from League One, a lot, a lot of us realised that financially we were all, always going to struggle at that level and said, hey, hey, who knows, League Two, might be good for us. And then you go Barrow, Hartlepool. No yeah. offence to those clubs. Well, I mean, some offence to those clubs, let's be honest. There's, as much offence as you like to Hartlepool, to be honest, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, they are... They. I mean, the thing about League One is there was a sort of feel about it. It was like an early 90s reunion vibe. You had Sunderland there, <laughs> Charlton, Coventry. It's like, oh, it's all me old pals from the, the, the old First Division. And and, and League Two is, is quite palpably... I mean, there's some there's some clubs there, like our friend Ivo Graham, his Swindon yeah. side are still there. And, and you know, with Northampton... Uh, I mean, yeah. look, I, I think it's that I, now, we really need to... Well, we had such a terrible run towards the end of last season. We need that early win, really, because it just there was a real sort of uh, a sort of resignation that's crept in. So, I mean, just, just God willing, you know, no matter what shade of blue we're in, that we get out there and do something. It's full, unfortunately, I'm going to be away and then because of the early starts of the season, I will be up in... Uh, Edinburgh mm. for a lot of it, but hopefully, you know, by the time the fringe is up and running, we'll be comfortably mid-table. You're a great stand-up, Jeff. But also, if people want to see you, are you write for people as well, don't you? Mm. Notably, Catherine <clears throat> Ryan. There's a great show on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it, well, Paul. Yeah. Backstage with with Catherine Amazon. Ryan. It's Amazon. Amazon Prime, sorry, mate. sorry, mate. Well, last yeah. time you were on, Jeff, uh, Andy had not had the chance to see it, and he was saying to me yesterday. Mm. I said you were coming on, and Andy said, "Well, tell Jeff how much I've enjoyed the show mm. and his work oh, because good. a great, great amount of the stuff that you're writing." for Catherine Ryan is, is there on the screen. 
Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, she's one of those people. She's not short of ideas. But as you boys know, when you're creating television, there's a lot of content. So, you know, you mm. have someone there to bounce off. And um, and, and it, what basically, I just talked my role up, kept talking it up. I mean, at first I was there as a writer. And then I was like, well, wouldn't it be crazy if the writing thing was on screen? And you know, wouldn't it be mad if you kept that in the show? So I, I think what I did there mainly was a bit of upsell. But uh, what, what's good about Backstage with Catherine Ryan as a show is you get a bit of both. I mean, if you're a comedy nerd, you're going to love it because you get all the backstage chat but you also get a really good live show as well and people like kind of frankie boyle uh and, mm. and jimmy carr and um yeah i, I, I just i just uh, it was such it was such a laugh you know and, and and you know there's a lot of talk about censoriousness in comedy it has to be said amazon prime were literally like push it do you know what i mean yeah do just say what you want and i think that i think in a way the current discussion around comedy lags behind the truth which is that a lot of places like netflix amazon even channel four have realized you know com- comedy should include all ends of the spectrum uh-huh. you know from the kind of a uh, twee parochial kind of staring at your shoes comedy through to comedy that gets in your face I think it's a I think it's actually becoming a good time for the art form do you want to put some names to the twee parochial staring at your shoes <laughs> doesn't want to start a <laughs> war. Hey, Charlie by the time I, by the time I said it you already had three people in mind but look I, I look I, I don't mind uh, what is what is it uh, there was there was a word for it that kind of I mean what comedy changed Charlie when we were doing the club circuit yeah. uh, people used to finish a jonglers gig and then get their beer literal beer tokens yeah. and get drunk and then there was a few comics that came in people like Russell Howard and John Richardson mm. fantastic comics <clears throat> and they would go and write and yeah. I remember a few I remember a few comics used to say oh the milkshake brigade would come in because they would go and get a milkshake <laughs> after the show and you know what they did alright for themselves didn't yeah. they and we yeah. were standing at the bar going those idiots yeah, and never well, get anywhere exactly. they should be with us at the disco. Yeah. <laughs> you say it's slightly mad that they put the writing on, on screen because a lot of the time well, it used to be that people would sort of deny mm. that they had writers in a way. You know, they'd be program associates, or that's like, which I know you write on a few shows, and so that must have been a nice, a nice sort of pull back and reveal a little bit for you to suddenly be, oh, they're going to let me be, be featured in this. I think that, you know, the Americans for a long time and Catherine, mm. you know, she brings a lot of that. She's very British in my view, but she mm. brings a lot of the good things about North American comedy over. And they've always sort of acknowledged that process. really. Yeah. And I think that the public kind of get that if you've got a big, big show that needs loads of, of new gear. I mean, as you you boys will know, like stand up, actual stand up. I don't know a stand up that doesn't write that themselves because it's a very mm. different sort of form. But if you suddenly, you know, if you're doing like a, if you've got like a, a topical monologue to do, and yeah. they say, right, we just need seven minutes of brand new jokes about that news story that's breaking as we mm-hmm. speak. Then, yeah, of course. Mm. And, and and to be honest, I, I I like all sides of it because, you, you know, the writing process, I sort of view comedy like a weekly factory. And there's a lot of stuff that you, you wouldn't get a chance to use otherwise. So, you know, it's um, the right. The, the, I still find the writing uh, exciting and you learn from people. You know, I mean, one great thing about Catherine is there's things that she can say that I can never say. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's quite exciting to write into that style. Um, your show is called I Blame the Parents. Where, where can we see it up in Edinburgh? Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, Edinburgh, and, and, and as when I spoke to you guys before when I was doing the tour, I'd kind of stopped talking about politics a little bit because it had just become a bit boring, wasn't mm. it? Boris was getting told off, rightly so. Keir Starmer was telling him. It was a real pattern, but now we've got all these new characters. We've got Rishi, we've got Liz, yeah. mm. we've got Kemi. You know, and, and I know how much it annoys lefties when you do first name terms, so that's what I'm doing <laughs> mainly. We've got Quasi. Uh, yeah. And so, so, so the landscape is changing a bit politically. So if you did see it on tour, there is a big new bit of the show. But also, you know, when I'm up there from the 12th to the 28th, I'm at 5.10 at the underbelly, and I'm doing some observational stuff because I love that stuff. I'm doing stuff about how much, despite being a dog owner, I hate dog owners because they always... They always think that having a dog is such a big thing to have in common that you need to discuss each other's dogs with each other. You think, I mean, we've got, I've got kids as well. If I walk past someone with a kid, I don't go, oh, uh, how long have you had him? How long have you had him? He's, he's got a similar coat to my one. You can't have those conversations. So, very, yeah, very so, true. Yeah, you're, is, he a res- is he a rescue? You yeah. can't say that stuff. Is he, is he purebred? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Can you dear. let him off the lead? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is now, if people, <laughs> people want to know how a writing room yeah, works, yeah. this is how it works. Yeah. You had him done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charlie, I knew you'd go too far. <laughs> Great. <laughs> cheers, Jeff. Uh, good to talk no, to you. Good luck up there, and we'll catch up with during the season. Thanks a lot.
Thank you very much, gentlemen. Jeff Norcott there, AFC Wimbledon fans, in the very capable hands of a friend of the show, Johnny Jackson these yeah. days, of course, AFC Wimbledon. Didn't fancy football. League Two there, Jeff, did he? No, not really. Could, he was trying to sell us to some of the bigger clubs, and it was yeah. <laughs> not particularly glamorous, was it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. And the Sun dispatched uh, one of their team to, I don't know, some far-flung corner of the Mediterranean. To record uh, the new love life of uh, the Chelsea manager, Thomas Tuchel. Lovely. He's on the cover of the paper today. Um, he's just split up with his wife. Mm. They're divorced and he now has a new partner. Okay. Um, and uh, there were pictures of them. And it was, it was written in the tabloid style. Let me give you a flavour of it. Okay. Beaming Thomas Tuchel puts a... Te- he's not beaming at the moment after their pre-season. You've got it in front They've of you. have got it in front of me. All right, yeah, OK. Uh, puts a tender hand on his new girlfriend and laughs with her in the sea on a romantic break. Oh, lovely. The German, 48, Natalie Max, 35, enjoyed a sunset boat trip before he escorted her back to their £20,000 a night private villa. He's working, isn't he? The Brazilian mama, too, also swam with him in the med off Sardinia. Okay, that's where they are. One holiday maker said... No, they didn't. Uh, they looked very much in love. At one stage, Natalie ran her hand round the back of his neck. Yeah, Maybe well. he's got a bit of tightness there uh, <laughs> pre-season. And uh, leaned in for a kiss. That's yes. right. Possibly because they're a couple. Yeah, they exactly. went swimming, chilled on the beach, <laughs> lunched in the hotel restaurant and got a boat. Yeah, they're on holiday, that's why. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do? Some art Basically welding. Basically on holiday, aren't they? Not going to go art welding, are they? Uh, German Tuckle's newfound love comes days after going to what happened with his wife, etc., etc. Yeah. She runs her own business. I'm sure she's delighted to be on the cover of a tabloid today. And once featured on the Yummy Mummy UK website, where she was described as a mum who rocks and a real inspiration. Well, so there we look. are. Beautiful, just, just off duty. two people but having a nice time, time in it, Paul. Yeah, two people having a nice time. Keeps that out on, company. Keeps that out on. Interesting thing was, Thomas Tuchel, if you look at the pictures on the cover, he's dressed much as he would be on the touchline yeah. for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a bit pewless. On a date, yeah, He's got yeah, an yeah. holiday and he's wearing he's wearing the club shop. Well, he's not, but he's wearing a cap. And, Do you think and Tony would turn up on a first date? Full, full club gear. shop gear? <laughs> I don't, probably not, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, there we are. Know. Still wearing the gear. Well, there we are. Good luck to him. You know, well, it's, it's good nice, that he just nice takes his mind off of what's been going on pre-season. That like twenty really? grand a night, Paul. That would be what you'd have won in nineteen seventy. That's what I could have afforded that. You could have afforded that on the fiver. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, I was cruelly robbed. Still, off. a lot of people bitter about uh, quizzes, Paul. Yeah, okay. I was at a Christmas. This is um, oh, <clears> no name on it, Johnny. No name. Hmm. I was at uh, a Christmas quiz on Christmas Eve a yeah. few years ago. I lost the quiz. This is a good one, Paul. Yeah. You're going to don't read it. I'll, agree, I'll read it to you, and you hmm. see if you agree with them. I lost the quiz on the question in the Christmas poem. What creatures were stirring? Yeah. My answer was none. Right. They, the, they gave the correct answer as a mouse. No, uh, a that's festive wrong. row ensued with me arguing no creatures were stirring. Stirring, not even that's, a mouse. That's the words. Needless to say, it all went south very quickly. 
I've not been back to the pub in 20 years. Did he turn the table over as he walked out? <laughs> not even a mouse! The Christmas <laughs> The Christmas. <laughs> Happy spirit. Christmas! That's it. <laughs> People still very bitter about all yeah. sorts of things. Wow, uh, yeah, yeah. In, I made the Hampshire School's athletics team way back in the 70s, oh, yeah. says Mark in Portsmouth. The event programmes were on sale. I eagerly bought one to take home to my parents. I opened it only to find that my name was spelt wrong oh. and some bloke called Harrison had taken all of my glory. Yeah. I'm still angry. 50 odd years later, yeah. says Mark. That is a lot I, of people I, today. I agree with you, Mark. Yeah. That is annoying. Man. But it takes two seconds to check someone's name, Paul. Yeah. Isn't it? Two seconds. Two seconds. That's very, very true. That's all, it, that's all it takes. Back in 1984, when I was 11 years old, hmm. I found a wallet with £180 in. This is wow. Dan in Durham. Yeah. Um, an obscene amount of money to hmm. me back then. Pretty good to find that now. Uh, the owner's address was in the wallet, yeah. so I took it round and gave it him back, to which he opened up the coin section of his wallet yeah. and gave me 10p. Oh, 10p? 10p reward. Oh, wow. That's you ever got a reward good. for anything, Paul? It's a good text topic, isn't it? We've got a reward. Ever, anyone ever received a reward? Eight, ten, eighty-nine. Ever received a reward? Given something back? Got a reward? No, no reward. Not, My brother once found a wallet in, in a multi-story car park in Torquay. Got a bottle of wine for a bloke. Well, there we he are. Left his mobile phone on the. Oh, uh, there we truck. go. Nice. I saw it. He got up, got off the tube, doors closed, and I saw his phone oh, sitting there. Yeah. So I clock his phone. He clocks me clocking his phone. So. I just gave him a thumbs up, like, don't worry, yeah. mate, I'll sort something out oh, for right. you. So, what did you uh, do, ring him? <laughs> yeah, I did. I rang him. Oh, right. and it all worked out. Thankfully, he rang me. I thought it was gonna, you were going to ring him and he was, he the, the phone would yeah, have rung. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was laughing he at. He rang me and uh, he gave me a bottle of wine. Oh, that kind. was nice, so wasn't it's a story it? going, no, I won't tell it on Piers Morgan tonight <laughs> when I'm his special guest on Talk TV. But look, if you asked me a question, I gave you an answer. Very good. I entered it from Steve Newton. Here's another one. I entered a Butlins quiz at Pakefield yeah. and got down to the last two shootout in front of the whole camp before oh. the evening band. So I haven't been quite big. Yeah. I've been to Pakefield Butlins, Paul. I've been to Pakefield Butlins. I've done a gig there. Have you really? Did, did you go down? With the Sid Lawrence Orchestra. Wow, did you? Singing? Yeah, yeah singing, yeah. About that. Afternoon gig. Big band. Big band, yeah. yeah it was yeah, a big yeah. band. Pakefield and then, Butlins. And, pa <laughs> and here you are now, Charlie. I've played them all. I've played them all. <laughs> so anyway, what happened in the quiz? I mean, uh, um, I've, I, I've just read the story yeah. and... Uh, it, you can't it, do it. Basically, it doesn't... We can read it, yeah. but it doesn't... It's not a great ending. I can read okay, it Okay, it doesn't go anywhere. You've just destroyed The question was, what planet do the Cybermen cut as a doctor? Doctor Who. It's a, you've question. got to know Doctor Who. No. I was in Doctor Who. I don't know if Steve might be furious you're with in, me now. You were in Doctor no, Who. No, I was in Doctor Who. I was the fat one in Doctor Who. So you've played um, Pakefield <laughs> Butlins and you've been in Doctor Who. What are you doing here? <laughs> Those two doors, what they would have opened for you, especially Pakefield Butlins. Don't mind that. Doctor Who. That's never Pink really brought any Butlins. stars through, is it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It is time now for the birthday. It's probably a bit earlier okay. than usual because we've got lots of racing to squeeze in. Um, so, um... Uh, that's, uh, Andy Jacobs joins us now, of course, with oh, 10 Gilt Edge Gags yes. all being well. Hello, Andy. Oh, oh, good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, glorious. Have you, are you still sounds. bitter about things that happened a long time ago, Andy? <laughs> I, I'd probably be here for ages, <laughs> wouldn't we? That's one of the things we've been oh, yeah. talking about today. Oh, yeah, definitely bitter about I'll never let anything go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Always good to hear. Um, and Jeff Peters is keeping score. Is he back in the nerve centre? Oh, he is. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, it's great. It. It's great to be back. Hey, Paul has won the last three against Max and Charlie. Leads mm. Charlie twenty four thirteen. Win percentage almost sixty five percent overall. Seventy two percent. Well, great stats. Like yeah. Opta. It's like birthday spread Opta. Um, I was going to call it BS Opta, but that doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> um, okay, um, I'll kick off then. And we've got the 10 birthdays to come. We've got to guess the ages of people who've celebrated their birthday this week. And he's got a little jibe, a little joke. Lovely. Funny, attached to yeah. each one of them. And um, the one with the shortest margin of error, would we make the 10 guesses, is the winner. That's it, basically. Yeah. And joining. Is it just the two of you? I thought. Just, I thought Max was trying to work his way. It in. was yes. all very complicated. A three-way. <laughs> We've been here for hours. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get underway. Pale always helps okay, us out. Lovely. Here he is. And first birthday, then Andy. Okay, it's the uh, tennis player, UK uh, number two, yeah. Harriet Dart. Harriet oh, no. Dart. Okay, yeah. And Harriet and eight of her family have just been on holiday in Helsinki oh, yeah. with Auntie Naomi. Yeah, yeah, it was a nine dart finish. Hey, beautiful. <laughs> that joke um, hits the bullseye. Nice. Uh, nice. Thank you. Early what is Jeff. she, about 24, 23? I'm going to go 23. I've got 23 written down. So you've written 23 already. Written 23 Are you down. going 23? I'm going to go 22, please. 
26. Getting on it. Okay. Stand up if you love the darts. I think you did last year, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I always yeah. did. You know, I've yeah. got to change it. Nothing <laughs> That's good. Um, so, oh, what's okay. that done in the scores, Jeff? There's only four repeats from uh, from this one last year. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> and we all love repeats. I thought they sound familiar as I was writing them <laughs> yeah. down. I, okay. I, I did send that message to Andy because I thought he would change them before uh, and yeah. they'd have to come up with new gags. So anyway, it's Paul 3, Charlie 4. Okay, <laughs> I was 3 out, Charlie was 4 out. Here we go, okay. number 2. Charlie I don't, know if he was in, I don't know if he was in last year, but it's the fine cricketer Graham Gooch. Oh yeah, Gucci. Graham mm. Gooch. Uh, have Gucci. you seen that film? Oh, have no. you seen that film about uh, Graham's new bungalow starring Lady Gaga? No. The House of Gucci. House of Gucci, ah. oh wow. <laughs> you like that, Charlie? I loved it. You hadn't thought of that, <laughs> had you? I hadn't thought, never no. thought of it, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought it. Lovely. House of Gucci. <clears throat> Gucci, Gucci, Gucci is not one to repeat ones. Gucci, yeah. 68. Um, 63. 69. No, oh, is he? There we are. I know, he looks wow. good, doesn't he? He's wearing well. There we are. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul, six out onto nine. Charlie, one out onto five. I should have remembered. I used to watch him bat when I was a kid. I should have realised he was a bit older. I'm stupid, really. Nine five. Here we go. Then I'll go first. We alternate, of course. Okay, it's that very fine British actor mm. Terence Stamp. Oh, yes. yeah, great. Terence Stamp. I did actually once see him diving into the cold plunge pool at the RAC club. Did you? <laughs> he managed to survive it better than I did. Oh, this is not a joke. That's, it's, this that's is not a joke. Really that's, well. oh, right. that's true. <clears throat> no, yeah, no, right. I know yeah. him quite well because he's more than a decent cricketer. Yeah. He scored a lot of runs at minor counties level, but didn't quite progress to the upper echelons of the game. <laughs> he, never, <laughs> he never became a first-class <laughs> yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Must get sick of people licking the back of his head. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. Yeah. After a while. After a while, you'd hate it, wouldn't you? That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, I'd say he is 84. Mm. Do you think? Lived with um, lived with Michael Caine, didn't he? They had a flat oh, yeah, together. I, I bet they've got some stories. Oh, there'd be some stories oh, yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, what did you say? 84. Mm, yeah, I think he's older than that. Uh, 87. He's 84. Oh, well done, Paul. Okay, so that keeps me, on, on. keeps me on nine, doesn't it, Jeff? It does, and Charlie on to eight. One in it oh. after three. What a game. Back good to game, Charlie going game. first. Here we go. Good game, good game. <laughs> Kelly Hoppen, the interior oh, yeah. designer Kelly and Hoppen. writer. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. She was on Dragon's Den for a while. Kelly yeah. Hoppen. Yeah. Uh, she just got back from a trampolining holiday with Spurs midfielder Oliver Skip. Right. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Jonathan Edwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was Hoppen, Skip and Jump. Thank Hoppen. you. Skip and jump, yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. <laughs> Kelly Hoppen, Kelly Hoppen, mm. very happy to designer, get Skip in there. Yeah, so don't get Sol mad. Campbell, didn't she for a bit? I think something like that. <laughs> she did. Yeah, fifty-nine. Do a rage. Um, yeah, I'd say you're probably about yeah. right. Just say this is a significant one for sixty. Sixty-three. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So what's that down on the scores, Jeff? Paul three out, Charlie four out. After four, it's twelve all. Twelve yeah. all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is, well, is that a reference I've missed? There? Yeah, twelve. Very old. Five all. It's, yeah, it's a very old, old show reference from about when Andy went to school with <laughs> long story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no time. Time for it. Not got time for it. No. No, we haven't got okay. time for it. Okay. But basically, okay, we got, the... here he goes. Five all. That's it. So we need to know. <laughs> Story's not important. <laughs> That's it. I'm done now. We'll keep okay. wig it's as well, but we'll move on with that. Keep going. It's the singer and songwriter, yeah. Fran Healy. Fran oh, Healy. Oh, yeah. And before he was a singer, Fran worked in a bespoke tailor's in Savile Row. Mm. He used to make my suits, but they never quite fitted properly. It was a bit tight. I said to him, why does it always strain on me? Oh, <laughs> that's good. Very nice. I like that one. Brilliant. Yeah, very nice. Very good. Fran Healy, 52. I think he's younger than that. Okay, sorry, Fran, if you're listening. 48. <laughs> 49. 49. I'm one a million miles off. Why oh, does it always yeah. rain on me? You've got to be over 60, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking liberties. Right so. to reach you, <laughs> Driftwood. No, no, no. Can't do it when they're 59. <laughs> 49. 49. You're fine. Oh, 49, sorry. Uh, so what's that down in the scores? Are we going to half time? Paul, three out onto 15. <laughs> Charlie, one out onto 13. Two in it with Charlie Ooh, the lead. Wow. Yeah, what Good a game. Great right, join game. us for the second half very shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time for the second half of today's birthday spread. It's pretty tight at the moment. Charlie is two ahead. He is mm. on 13 with his shortish 
Margin of error after five birthdays. I'm on 15, so very little in it. And Charlie's going to be going first for the sixth birthday. Pele's back. Where is he? I don't oh, know. Geez. Where's he gone? Where's he Pele? Maybe he's not used to the normal time. He thought he had a break. Really. <laughs> Here he is. He's back. Yeah, that's true. He's watching the race. He, he was. He is, he's, he's eating the buffet. He's, he's watching the, the, the 3.15 at Nottingham at the moment. <laughs> right. Anyway, it's a very happy birthday to the president of Murray Edwards College, Cambridge, from 2013 to 21, Dame Barbara Stocking. Oh, yeah. Dame Barbara yeah. Stocking. <laughs> uh, Barbara's recently joined the FA Disciplinary Committee that hands out bands. It's Stocking and Suspenders. Oh, <laughs> blimey. Okay. Bit f- mm. Racing. Racing, it was. Is it me? It's you, Charlie, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, 85. I think she might be a bit younger. Go for it. 72. Wow, she's 71. Ooh, oh, wow. Ooh, that okay. could be quite a turning terrible. point. Could this terrible guess. Could this be a turning point? Terrible from Baker. If you're listening, Barbara. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so, Charlie, 14 <laughs> out oh, on that one. On to 27. He's had terrible. a bit of a max on that one. Yeah. Uh, Paul, one out. On to 16. Paul leads by 11 now. Okay, let's see what happens. Yeah, yes, okay. It's uh, the composer of the Hetty Wainthrop Investigates theme. Oh, yeah. Really? Nigel Hess. Oh. Nigel Hess. He, he ran one. a fishing... No, he ran a yeah, exactly. He ran a fishing society for anglers yeah. who fished exclusively on the West Country River that flowed through Bristol. Mm. It was called S Club Seven. Hey, nice. Like S Club nice. Seven. That's good. That, that was yeah. very good. Nice. Very good indeed. Not funny, but good. That was funny. It was funny. Yeah. I don't know the Hetty no. Wayne Drop theme Do you tune. Do you know? Do you know it goes? I know the guy who wrote the theme tune. Yeah. Hetty oh, Wayne <laughs> Drop. I don't think that's it, is it? I um, I'd say, I'd say he's. Uh, Pele knows it. He'll yeah. come in with it in a minute. Um, sixty-eight. You're going big, are you? I don't know. I'm a lot, well, a long way behind now. Yeah. That's the thing. Oh, okay. Um, what's his name? Nigel Hess. Nigel, Nigel Hess. Nigel Hess. <laughs> Seventy-two. Oh. 69. Oh, no, no, just chipping or I'm nerdling. Yeah, yeah. So, what's happened there, Jeff? Very good uh, scoring again there, Paul. One out onto 17, Charlie mm. three out onto 30. So, 13 terrible, in it, three terrible, to go. Okay, right, here we go, Charlie. Okay. Come on now, this is the one. Come on, it's the actress and singer Darlene Love. Oh, yeah. Darlene Love. Oh, yeah. uh, Darlene used to be a tall striker for the Hollywood Ladies 11. She mm. was hopeless on the deck but with her heading ability, was unmatched. Goalkeepers stood no chance when love was in the air. Hey, it's oh, good, isn't it? Nice, that. Yeah. <laughs> she's not, she's not 15, maths. I'll tell you that. All right, He's doing some, go. doing some uh, 79. I'd say she's around there or thereabouts at the end of the season, I'd say. She's um, 80. <laughs> That's not bad. She's 81. Oh, Ooh. yes. So... Jeff, where are we at? Can't get close. Fabulous scoring from Paul. 18 out after eight guesses. Uh, Charlie, 32 out. So 14 in it, two to go. Here we go then. Back to me. Okay. Uh, James Sewell's been in touch. The Avon runs through Bristol, not the Seven. So bad bad luck for the joke. It's Club Avon. It's Club Avon. It's Club Avon calling. exactly right? I I thought I'd trace the whole length of the river, but never mind. I'll take his word for it. Someone else will tell us. He can do do it next week. It's Catherine. (laughs) It's the Mountaineer. Everyone's a critic. Shut up. (laughs) Mountaineer, Catherine Desteval. Oh, yeah. Catherine Desteval. I always enjoy her annual comedy shows at the (laughs) Bristol. You can't beat the Edinburgh Desteval. Edinburgh Desteval, yeah. Wow. Big in Glastonbury, yeah. Oh, it's not in Edinburgh, it's somewhere else. (laughs) Technically speaking. um, (laughs) She's not really a mountaineer. Um, Is she a mountaineer, is she? She's She's a mountaineer. It's me first, I think, Charlie. Oh, you're upsetting me. I'm trying to think. Oh, wow. Um, Catherine Catherine Desteval, I don't know. Um, Could be anything, could it, Paul? Fifty. I'm going to go quite. I'm going to go fifty-eight. I'm really yeah, going to take the chance. Yeah. Catherine Destival, mountaineer, mountaineer. Yeah, Catherine Destival. Mm, let's go. I've got one way or the other in it. This is the wrong way in it. Go on then. Forty-eight. Oh. <laughs> She's 62. Oh. <laughs> oh no! What a regals. 
So, <laughs> Jeff, we go into the last they, birthday. They're always very old second half. I have to remember that. And Not he does all more, that but old. more or less, he does a very old second half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's purely governed by what jokes I can get out of, I yeah. promise you. Mm. There is no, absolutely no yeah, logic <laughs> to a disaster. What's the scores, Jeff? Yeah. So, with, with one to go, Paul <laughs> on 22. Fantastic yeah. scoring. Charlie on 46. Yeah. So, he's got to be 25 either way. Season's not started Ooh. yet. I'm seeing this very much as a pre-season, <laughs> pre-season friendly. friendly. 25, yep. we've got to be around. 25. Okay. Let's have the last birthday, please, Andy. Okay. He was the co-recipient in 2019 for the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for developing the lithium-ion battery. Oh, yeah. John, I didn't say his name, did I? John P. Goodenough. John P. Goodenough. A decent footballer who never quite made the grade due to lack of end product. He was known in the dressing room as not. Of course he was. Yes. Oh, shame. So is it 2019 he shared the prize, you say? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 80. Oh, really? But I'm playing snookers. So that gives you 65... To play with, or or, or uh, fifty-five. Um, sorry, fifty-five. Yeah, all right, I can do okay, it. Okay, sorry, I'm just. I can do it. <laughs> okay, Charlie. <laughs> fifty-four. Oh. Fifty-four. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, John B. Goodenough is one hundred years ah, old. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Always old, really old. The last one. <laughs> well, I didn't cover myself in glory. Dreadful. <laughs> so I was twenty out, Jeff, wasn't I? Yeah, 20 out, so that yeah. took you on to 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie was uh, calculated. Had a terrible uh, second half. Yeah, 46 <laughs> out on to 92. So oh. Paul wins by 50. It's his Ooh. fourth win in a row, combined against oh, Max wow. and Charlie. Mm. Uh, back-to-back <laughs> wins against Charlie, yeah. and now leads 25-13. Dreadful. I'm 59. It's the oil money. Since the oil money came in. It's gone. It's gone off. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, you know. I had to let you win today. She was so cross about that fiver. That fiver. That kid on on the ball. (laughs) Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Jeff. Really upset me. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Lovely. Thank you, Jeff. We'll catch up with you next week. Cheers, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, we're watching the news today uh, here in the UK that Bubba Watson is the latest high-profile defection to live golf likely be announced at the tournament that's taking place the Bedminster course owned by Donald Trump Donald Trump will be uh, teeing off in the Pro-Am today and as we're going to discover it's not just uh, on the course that we're seeing some high profile defection some worrying moves as well in the commentary box here to chat about that um, his love of Donald Trump as a golfer he has written about it in his book uh, Commander in Cheat uh, and is a huge golf fan he's Excellent book, so help me golf. We chatted about uh, a month or two ago. It is uh, legendary sports journalist from the States. Rick Riley, good afternoon, hey, Rick. Be careful when you put Trump in your pro-am because his caddies carry four-inch green tees, so they tee him up in the rough. Uh, so he's wow. really good out of the rough. So he tends to do pretty well in pro-ams. Also, his caddies throw his ball out of the bunker. Uh, if, they, if it goes in the water, it suddenly pops out of the water and he goes it must have been the tide (laughs) (laughs) and they call him Pele don't they he's got the nickname Pele on his course because he's constantly kicking balls out he uses his feet on his club the caddies call him the caddies call him Pele (laughs) believe me the guy cheats more than a mafia accountant so get ready for that and you've played with him Rick haven't you've played him I've played with him him. I did a Hey, I did an entire book on how much the guy cheats at golf. So <laughs> you, you can imagine how much he cheats about his... Look, he says he's a three handicap. If he's a three handicap, the queen can pole vault, all right? He's a 10 or 11. He's, he's, he's a decent player. He doesn't really need to do all this cheating and lying, but he does. And what's going to happen starting today at the Pro-Am, this is where he lives in the summer. This is mm. He lives on that course. Mm. So does Ivanka and... Ivanka and uh, and her husband have a place there. So he's going to do what he used to do at the Trump uh, Doral Open, which is he'll walk up and down the range, and this drives the players crazy. He goes, hey, Dustin, looking pretty good. Nice swing. But you can't beat this guy. And the next guy's DeChambeau. DeChambeau, you're going to be tough to beat, but you're not going to beat Brooksy. And, then he, and the players and the caddies like, go the hell away, will you? <laughs> or he'll buzz like he'll buzz the course and – uh, in Doral, he'd buzz the course in his in his uh, helicopter. He'll drive the cart right down the middle of the fairway. Doesn't matter. 
He, it's just going to be a crap show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, it wasn't a massive surprise that he was a huge fan of the, the breakaway live golf tournament, was it? He's, he's all for it, and he's, he's turned against uh, the US PGA. Well, it's funny. When he was running, he was all against the Saudis, who, uh, as you know, sent 15 of the 19 9-11 terrorists. And, uh, but now suddenly, since, since they can help him somehow get revenge on American golf, uh, the, the PGA, as you know, took away hmm. his tournament. It was supposed to be the PGA in 2022 at this exact same course. And because he uh, he started a little small coup here. I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah. And so he, yeah. he, uh, he lost it. But then he's been tweeting and he's got the two organizations mixed up. He's, he's saying the very disloyal PGA Tour. It wasn't the tour that took your PGA, you idiot. It was the PGA of America, <laughs> which handles the Ryder Cup. So it's just, it, you just want to shoot yourself in the head with this guy in golf. He doesn't know what he's talking about, and yet he's really loud. <laughs> um, but I saw you tweeting, Greg. There are, we've talked a bit a lot about the players that are defecting to uh, live golf, but you're making the point that David Fairthey's a great commentator, is working there now, um, and also Charles Barkley, I'm an NBA legend, is being courted. I think he's playing. He's probably playing in this pro am, and there's been, there's been talk of him having meetings about potentially defecting. Have to be a heck of an offer because he he does earn very big money, doesn't he? Yeah, it's so it's so depressing, man. It's just I'm on PAX all over here because these were two of my favorite guys in the whole world. Faraday, mm. the funniest golf announcer. Barkley, the funniest person I've ever met. And they're, they, I think they've won. I, I don't see how you're going to keep this thing from happening. And it's just so stupid. It's a it's a three day shotgun. I mean, what is there a drink cart? Can you buy mulligans? <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? This isn't golf. And it's just cutting golf in half. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's not going to be the same for a long time. I guess we'll be able to see these guys play against each other in the majors. But it's, can I just, and they also, and it's so hilarious to see these guys go, oh no, I'm doing, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm for the growth of the game. Mm. Yeah, right. So like when Kim Jong-il was shot 34 that day, people stopped starving in North Korea. No. It's all about the money. Mm. You know how many golf courses they have in Saudi Arabia? In the whole country, they got 14 courses. Seven of those are sand, and about half of those are, are nine holes. Because they don't care about golf. They're sports washing their image so that everyone says, oh, they're so fun. And look, they play, they play 54 holes, and all the, kids, all the players get to go back to their families. Well, next year, they're doing 14 tournaments instead of eight, and mm. the tournaments are going to be in the Middle East, Europe, South America, Asia. And so Phil Mickelson says, you know, I don't think I'm going to come this week. I'm going to watch my daughter's piano recital. They're going to go, uh, do you hear the bone saws warming up? You better be there. Wow. The, um, the, um... Sorry, I feel strongly about that. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can and there's nothing I can do to can, stop it. It's ruining my game. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you. I mean, it, it, they are winning. You do feel more and more. There's going to come a point when they they're going to have to sit down and come up with yeah. some kind of pact. Otherwise, you know, they're, they're both. You know, certainly the the, the PGA, the World Tour is really going to be missing out. Right, but the Saudis hold all the cards. They, they, everyone's given up on trying to hold these guys, the players, morally accountable. And pretty soon the corporations are going to come back. They got a jet that's the size of an apartment building for these players and caddies. The, the, the PGA Tour is just going to have to go, okay, okay, we won't have a minimum anymore. You can mm -hmm. play in their league. We sure hope you come around for our tournaments. And I think that's, that's all that can happen now. Yeah. Wow. So have you, I mean, have you, I mean, a lot of people are completely boycotting them, Rick, but have you, have you watched them out of curiosity? Have you watched the one so far? I, I refused to go. I was actually in Portland when that one happened, and I drove around the, the, the place. I just couldn't stand to be – because it's just wrecking the game I love. Mm -hmm. But I have watched it online, and it's it's interesting. But as a, as a fan, it's terrible because they're all done in four and a half hours because they all go – a shotgun start means they're all going off at the exact same mm, time. Yeah. As a reporter, it's the last day of Saigon because you can't – got to find all these guys at once wait a minute, did you win? Who won? Because it's so impossible to know from looking at, like, have they played that hard hole yet? Have they played the easy holes? Sure. Wait a minute, that guy's getting in his jet and leaving. 
So <laughs> it's all just kind of, it's all kind of jokey golf. It's not real competition. And how can it be real when you hand a guy $200 million and he doesn't even have to make a cut? I mean, even Donald Trump could make money doing that. <laughs> well, Rick, good to talk to you as always. Cheers, um, Rick. So help me golf is Rick's latest book, which is, is great fun. We do recommend that. Um, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for joining us. Don't watch. We won't. Don't worry, Rick. We won't. That's really Rick. recommend his books as well. Yeah. Isn't it? They are really yeah, great. Commander in Cheat is hilarious. A funny I mean, guy, that just you know? gave you a flavour of it, and he's played with him yeah. a few times. It's, there are some great stories in there, and they're very entertaining. Coming from some American legends, aren't they? They're going to upset a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Thing. More and more. And Norm more. from Cheers, they're after now, Paul. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fred Rogers. Oh, oh. Yeah, you know. They're that, coming they, for them they're, all. They're coming for them all. It's going to happen. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was the uh, that was the show this afternoon. We'll do Lovely. it again tomorrow yep. from uh, 1. Charlie, you'll be back on Saturday, I'll take Saturday it. this week. It's uh, 9 till 12 with Max this with Saturday Max, morning. Yeah. And you're back with me. On Tuesday. Next Tuesday, yes. Lovely. Nice one. Okay. Do hope you can join us tomorrow from one for the clips of the week and build up to the uh, Women's Euro final. If not, the podcast will be available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.